Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 24 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. And we are again coming from the floor of the Association of Government Accountants. I, I, me- I think I mess it up every time. National. The professional development training. See, I psyched myself out that time. I thought I had it, and then I didn't think I had it, and then I didn't have it. Right, and and, uh, this is a topic that our listeners will care very little about. Uh, No, that's never say that at the beginning. That's terrible. The the title of the conference is not that exciting. What we're here to talk about is. Oh, see, that's now you have to set it up right. There you go. This is why you have a professional Uh broadcaster on the show. I'm being coached as we speak. Right. Learning on the job. Oh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) I'm very pleased to have your colleague Wendy Morton Huddleston here. Uh, it's nice to see you. Good to see you as well. And uh, and Mike Wetklow is the deputy CFO at the National Science Foundation. Mike, thanks for coming. Thank you. We threw you a little bit, I guess, when you walked up and you said you thought you were here for a TV taping, and that's not the case. Uh, but that's okay. I'm a good sport about. I'm just so honored to be with you. We're very glad that you're here. Let me quiz y'all. Do y'all know what Wendy Morton Huddleston is most famous for? Not sure I do. Hmm? Wendy appeared as the Grand Thornton representative at the Tony Awards. Oh, that's right. I remember that. She was the most professional but also stunning looking. I would say glamorous. Glamorous. Yeah. Incredible. Really proud of you. Thanks, guys. It was an awesome opportunity celebrating the best in Broadway and the Jimmy Choo Shoes were a nice throw in as well. (laughs) Oh, they gave you those? Oh, that's the first mention of Jimmy Choo we've had in 24 episodes. Well, and hopefully not the last. Uh, Well, I'm glad you're here. It's terrific to have you with us. Um, Mike, you are doing what a lot of agencies are doing, and that is emphasizing driving collaboration Mm -hmm. among the senior acquisition team, the senior uh, financial management team, human capital team, and information technology team at NSF. Tell me what that looks like and how that fits with what the administration has dictated they want to see. It's, it's really, um, it's it's kind of like a really um, key opportunity for accountants right now. Um, actually, let me just elaborate. Wendy and I were just at the University of Maryland the other day and you know talking to some college professors and it's really the, they, they, they called it the ABCDEs of accounting transformation. I mean, and I know we're gonna talk about a lot of things, but you have like AI, blockchain, cybersecurity, data, you know, we're going to talk about data uh, a lot, and then ERM, but it's really uh, a new way of thinking um, that uh, accountants really need to do if, if they're going to be successful for the, for the future. So just like, you know, cybersecurity might be like the key issue for the CIOs, but also for CFOs, I mean, the CFOs and CIOs need to work together, you know, this issue of data is really an opportunity for the CFO community to kind of prepare us for the future. So that means, you know, as a, a CFO or deputy CFO, you got to be willing to work across the aisle with your procurement people, your IT people, uh, human capital at NSF or grants. 
um, because you know, and get everybody around the table. Um, I mean, one one selling point is ERM, enterprise risk management. The E is it's about everybody. So you know, getting everybody around the table, making sure they understand it's it's everybody's uh, responsibility, and then understanding the opportunities when we all work together, how much we can do to restore the uh, you know public's trust in government. You know we talked to Jay Hurt recently on the same thing, theme, that the CFO has a responsibility for bringing different management functions together. Have you seen it work a certain way that, that ought to be driven across government, or can it be tailored to the different organizations in different ways? Working across government is key. We, in terms of speaking in the lexicon of Office of Management and Budget, the extended enterprise, and so it's your federal partners, your state partners, your local partners, and even trying to take some use cases and cross-pollinate that and share. And that's the great thing about our upcoming robotics event that NSF is hosting with the Association of Government Accountants. There is, will be mind share from all communities and constituencies, and they're just really having a salacious appetite to what everyone's doing and just to pick from those playbooks. So robots and finance aren't two <laughs> things that usually go together. But Mike, you've thought a lot about this. Can you tell us on on doing? robots? Yeah. Um, robots. I, I think it's um, um, uh, someone from Treasury mentioned. It's like a tidal wave coming. Um, you got to get on your surfboard and start paddling to get ready to, to ride it, or you're going to get knocked off. Um, what, what we're doing at NSF is um, we're looking, and this ties to your question earlier about the PMA, one of the major planks is, um, well, several of, of the planks, you know, moving from low value to high value work, uh, and, and also you're, you know, preparing your workforce for the future. So one thing we're doing at NSF is we went to our staff and said, okay, what are all your pain points? Like, you know, you know, on our Fed scores, that's one of our challenges if we don't have the resources. Yes. And, and that's workload is one of our you know, key issues that's on the minds of our staff. So I said, give me a list of all your pain points. Uh, and then we went, you know, we're working to you know, figure out how we can use these robots to help staff with their pain points. So these robots can like go in and out of Treasury, NSF systems, um, you know, enter data. Uh, and just imagine an employee who has like a stack of uh, treasury IPACs on their desk that they go home at the end of the day seeing, oh gosh, I gotta come into work the next day and that's still gonna be there. These robots can go through the workload and when the employee comes back the next day, the work is, is done. So it really, it's gonna free up staff for more higher level thinking than, than transactional testing. Um, you know, and this is also talked about in more detail with the treasury department. They have a very solid 10 year uh, vision for transforming financial management that's a key complement uh, to the OMB PMA efforts. But one of the, the, the pain points for the human capital offices across government as mm -hmm. this starts to roll out is the employees are worried that they're going to move from low value work to no work. And I wonder what the change management piece of that should look like inside each of these organizations. And to Robert's question earlier, is that something that can be replicated once somebody finds a system that works well, or is that something that should change depending on the workforce and the nature of the work? I think one thing that 
resonates is everyone to understand that data is an asset. So how can they leverage data as an asset and use it to inform decision making, decision making strategically, operationally. And that I think will alleviate some of that anxiety with regards to are the robots here to replace me? Well, we know that robots are, are infinite and they don't get fatigued, but the human element cannot be replaced either. And so that degree of uh, empowering them cognitively to think forward-looking, and I, I think that that's something just paradigm-wise they'll have to just continue to get comfortable with. It does make sense, though, doesn't it, that some folks are scared by that because it's not what they're used to. Yeah, I can help with that. And, you know, I was just this weekend watching Government Matters. You had uh, Chris Mim. Uh, from GAO and he was talking nice like his um, no no I'm I'm I love this stuff I mean it, it's Saturday morning with a cup of coffee it's I'm not reading the Washington Post I'm like what catching up on these shows One of our guys. but yeah. but GAO it, Chris Mim was on there talk, it's talking about the PMA and, and one of his key recommendations was involving staff and, and things with with the robots back to your point you know first thing went to the staff asked them what they wanted to do involving them um, but in, in terms of the workload you know the financial management community is going through we are underwater right now so I don't think it's a matter I don't think there's any shortage of work you know now or in the future but it's more of a matter of is this is going to help us keep up with the times and, and then also it, it's just it, it, you know and Robert you know this with all your years the um, you know the story about moving accountants from back room to boardroom. This is it because now we we have these disruptive technologies, but there's a lot of opportunities to come with that. Instead of doing transactional work, you know, how can you use this data to you know the accountants to go up to the you know agency head and help them you know with data to you know help make our programs better. Yeah, I like I like what you said about asking the staff where their pain points yep. are and using these to mitigate them mm -hmm. so that they can move into those more analytical pursuits. Uh, risk management is something you've also given a lot of thought about and that you're managing at the National Science Foundation. Mm -hmm. Isn't that one of those things that you can take your financial management staff and deploy them to assess, uh, report, and mitigate the risks that are really uh, impacting the mission and, and putting at risk whether you're going to accomplish your goal. Yeah, and, and uh, Wendy, this again, I'm making a um, reference to some thought leadership at the University of Maryland, but um, they, they call it the ABCD, and I just added E of, for enterprise risk management of accounting transformation. But I also would say minus C for you know reducing compliance burdens. But this this is a real opportunity uh, for us to change the nature of, of, of what we do. So we're looking at things like like improper payments. I know that that's a passion of yours. Um, I mean, you know, uh, at, <laughs> at, at NSF, you know, we are. I mean, you have agencies like IRS or HHS highly susceptible to improper payments. NSF is not highly susceptible. So we want to kind of like reduce some of the workload because you know we're using our risk management processes to kind of justify and explain that but then ramp up on other areas so it's really ERM is a really good tool to kind of help you normalize you know all these 
compliance burdens. Not, not, there'll be no shortage of taking things away, but really, you know, doing something that makes sense. And, and also playing to the best and high issues of the resources when we're reaching across to the programmatic community and just looking forward to even the mechanics of the risk assessment process high susceptible areas of risk exposure, concentrating efforts there in terms of testing and then the yes. corrective action journey. Rather than I've got to do this every three years and just it's you have more the requirement is you gotta think and really, you know, versus like I gotta do this every year, you know, and no thought to it. All right, uh, final thought, we're about to wrap up Mike, this I wanna go back to that collaboration piece that we talked about at the very beginning. Um, and Wendy, I want you to weigh in on this too. What does success look like at some point in the future? Two years out, five years out, maybe this administration is gone or the leaders who have instituted these policies have gone and there are different folks in there now. And they're maybe asking you to go in a different direction. How has this good policy been implemented in such a way that it's now embedded into what you do and can't be rooted out and changed. I think with the accountants and the financial management community, a lot of the things we do is, is good government and, it, and it, tra it transcends any, you know, administration. I think the really valuable part of, I mean, I, I do think this is probably one of the strongest PMAs I've ever seen in recent years because it really gives us the opportunity to you know, make more investments in IT, you know, really start reducing work in, in low value areas. But, um, you know, when you think of things like the Data Act, I mean, that was a prior administration initiative. It's still going on, uh, you know, right now uh, because, you know, all the accountants know how important it is. But uh, to your point about what does success look like? Um, I, I think the real success story of the Data Act was that we did year one, that the government did that. Um, and you know, there's, there were some audit challenges. I mean, there was a lot of startup conditions on the management side, first time uh, ever audits. But the, the real point of success is gonna be if we start minimizing the risk around these audits, and then maybe you know, this time next year, talking to you about you know, using the data um, to help improve our programs, help guide you know other internal control risks to, to focus on, because that's kind of like the next phase of, of the effort. But um, a lot, my experience has been, you know, with different administrations, the it, it usually just trend, it, it will continue. Wendy, does Mike's vision for what success looks like at NSF fit with what success should look like in these same areas all across government? Absolutely, because some of the core tenets that Mike has mentioned are hallmarks of success around interoperability, looking at ways that your mission support function can collaborate effectively with the programmatic community and looking more strategically in the out years with the data results. You know, data is everyone's responsibility as well as the data quality and, and the data act and it's looking very forward to 2023 and that five-year trajectory that even GAO and their strategic plan, as Comptroller General mentioned yesterday, is the foresight and focusing heavily on government and accountability and it's everyone's business. The glamorous Wendy, it's great to see you as always. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mike, thank you very much for visiting with us. Thank you, my honor. Robert Shea, another great FedHeads episode. Thank you. It sure was. The, the buzz of excitement in the room. You can hear it, can't you? Can you? Hear it. It's pretty great. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. 
And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.